With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into another edition of MCM Radio in the Car. I am Jimmy Morris, driving to work. And let me just say something real quick before we get started here. If you go on 440, if you're from Nashville, I don't know how many of you that listen are from Nashville. But if you're coming from 24 to 440, this right lane has been closed for months, all right? Stop trying to get way up here and force your way in. Like, you know it's closed. Get back. Wait in line like everybody else. If everybody get in line way back there, we wouldn't have all this mess that I'm sitting here for 20 minutes trying to change interstate. Somebody running up right beside me right now, acting like they don't know it's closed, drives me nuts. Anyway, this is not an angry edition. This is a happy edition. The Titans... uh, Went to Baltimore and knocked off the Ravens. Terry and I uh, spent some time talking about that the other night. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Um, just kind of recap in, in kind of the initial you know emotion right after the game. Because listen, for those of you who have been fans of this team for as long as they've been here, like I have, I've been in Nashville all my life. Um, such a huge deal when this team came here. You remember the 2000 season, the 2001 playoff game. Uh, where the Ravens came in and, and, and beat the Titans in a year that, you know, coming off that Super Bowl run and, you know, everybody thought Titans were going back to the Super Bowl. Um, you remember the paint. I was at that game walking out of the stadium that day. I mean, I've never experienced anything like that at a, at a professional sporting event. Um, <clears throat> I was also at the playoff game in 2009 following the 2008 season. Uh, you know, same type deal. Titans are the best team in the league. Uh, Ravens come in and beat them on a bunch of fluke stuff. Uh, you, you know, all that stuff. So you remember that thing. That, that loss I don't think was quite as devastating as the one before uh, just because of kind of all the other circumstances surrounding it. But if you've been a fan this long, you understand what a big deal the rivalry with the Ravens is, even though, you know, we've had some separation, change of divisions, and, and all that kind of stuff. But if you've been a fan like I have that long, you remember those games. Um, so it was really, really awesome for the Titans to be able to go up there when the Ravens think they're the best team in the league, everybody is just, you know, fawning over them. Hardly anybody giving the Titans a chance. And the Titans went in there and, and dominated from start to finish. You know, whenever behind in the game, um, defense played awesome. Such a fantastic game plan by Dean Pease. I know Lamar Jackson got his yards. And, I mean, you saw, right, you saw what, what can potentially make Lamar Jackson great. He was obviously great this year. We'll see how, you know, it goes as far as him being able to sustain that success. But, I mean, you saw, listen, dude can make some throws that are unbelievable. That throw to Marquise Brown right before halftime, unbelievable, you know. Um, yeah, and, obviously, the, the running. I mean, there was, there was one run late in the game. It didn't matter because the game was already over. But you see his ability to start and stop and cut and all that stuff, and it was great. Um, you know, he's obviously got a, a bright future. But the Titans, even though, you know, he did 500 yards, whatever it was, of, of total offense, I mean, he threw for 345, I think that's what it was. Uh, but he threw it 59 times. Um, and, you know, if you'd have told me before that game started that, that he was going to throw it 59 times, I would have told you the Titans were going to win because, you know, the Ravens, that's, that's not how they want to play. So um, great, great game plan by Dean Pease. I think Lamar only got loose in the middle of the field one time, and that was the time where Rashawn Evans came up and missed him. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, that was Rashawn's job there. He just, he just missed him. But that was the only time you saw that all night was when, um, was that one play right there. So it was, it was so much fun to watch. Now I got a few things that I need to talk about just based on, you know, how the season has gone and listen, yes. Um, I've gotten a lot of questions on Twitter about, uh, you know, my handle at one point this season being fire Mike Vrabel. Okay. Mike Vrabel has done a really, really good job throughout the stretch run in that I think he is really, really good at motivating this team. I think that he is really, really good at saying the right things, at keeping their mentality where it needs to be, of helping them for you know the scene in Foxborough to not be too big for them, the scene in Baltimore to not be too big for them. I think his experience playing in those types of games and you know the the skin, so to speak, that he has on the wall. I think that kind of stuff. I, there, there's not very many other places you can get that from an NFL head coach. So I, I think he's fantastic in that way. Okay, um, listen, I, I still have questions about what he's going to do in certain in-game situations and the reasons that you know that I was not happy with him earlier in the season was more because of that. It was more of, of the in-game decision-making stuff that that was going on. So. Of course, I'm not going to be on a fire Mike Vrabel train right now. I mean, that would be ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to run and hide from it or anything like that because I, I very much felt that way in the middle of this season. This whole team has turned it around. Um, and, but I, I just want to be clear in, in the re, my objections to Mike Vrabel. I think he's a fantastic motivator. I, I think he's a good teacher. Like, I, I think you have all that stuff that he's really, really good at. I just, again, question his in-game decision-making. And listen, he's been good lately. We'll see, you know, when the next time comes up where he has a choice to make. But listen, I, I thought he's grown. And so, you know what, good for him. Um, and it's awesome. And obviously wish him all the success in the world, because I do think I like him as a, as a coach. And like I said, in all those ways that I mentioned, um, the thing in Foxborough, you know, two weeks ago now at this point, or I guess last week, um, with the delay of game, the false start, all that stuff, like it's brilliant. You know, I mean, that's obviously a loophole that the NFL is going to have to change this offseason. But for him to know that that exists and to take advantage of it, um, I think was a, was a smart idea. Now, it was a little, I was still a little bit hesitant about that in a one-point game up there. But I feel like he knew his team. He knew the Patriots. Um, you know, and so I, I think he knew at that point he just needed the clock to run out. So, um, you know, like I said, good for him. The other thing that we were all, you know, going crazy about earlier in the season was Arthur Smith and, you know, how bad the game plans were and and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, even as as this stretch has gone on, uh, we've still seen some, I guess, first half problems, if you want to put it that way. Uh, There have been times where they start a little bit slow. But the thing that Arthur Smith has done really well has has been make in-game adjustments being able to see when something is or isn't working and being able to take advantage of that and looking at what the defense is trying to do to take stuff away and, and having a counter for it. And, you know, I, I think he's been great. I think we were too hard on him early on, uh, you know, being a first-time play caller. And listen, obviously Marcus Mariota was a problem. If you've listened to me, if you've, if you've, if you've watched things that I've written or whatever throughout the years, you know I love Marcus Mariota, um, wanted nothing more than for him to be the successful franchise quarterback that led this team to Super Bowls and all that stuff. Like, that was what I wanted because I think he's a good dude and I really like him. But you can't sit here and say that he wasn't, I won't say 100% the problem early in the season, but that he wasn't a problem. I think you also have to understand that Taylor Lewan missed the first four games and that he was a little bit shaky when he first came back. 
he's obviously settled in and played really well. Nate Davis, you know, coming from a small school, missing training camp, uh, you know, because with the injury and, and kind of being in and out of the lineup there in the beginning uh, or out in the beginning, and then it took him a couple games to really settle into his role. Um, so I think this offensive line has obviously really come together as this season has gone on. So, um, you know, th- there have been a lot of circumstances that have changed, but Arthur Smith has done a great job of, of kind of growing and learning every week, and you've seen really good game plans, and you've seen, listen, you've you got a hot hand, right? And, you know, sometimes the, the, the most effective thing to do is the simplest thing, and I think for the Titans that's been turn around hand the ball 22, right? I mean, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen a running back have success like this, um, you know, the first player ever in the history of the NFL, 150 years, to rush for 180 yards in three consecutive games. Nobody's ever done that before. And that's, that's the streak that Derrick Henry is currently on. And if you follow me on Twitter, um, at JMorrisMCM, by the way, um, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw the thing that I got into, I guess it was, you know, Friday night, Saturday with Derek Carty, who's a, you know, analytics guy, ESPN, really like a DFS guy. Um, and, you know, talking about how Derrick Henry can't sustain this, you know, yada, yada, yada. Listen, no, of course he's not going to rush for 180 yards every single game, right? I mean, you'd be anybody would be dumb to think that. Nobody's ever done it three straight games. So, yes, this is an outlier. This is a thing that's not, you know, mathematically sustainable. There's no doubt about that. But you also have to understand that sometimes there are these things that, that, that happen, and you can't explain them by math. I think it's a fantastic idea for teams to have an analytics department. I think, I've said before, if I were a if I were an NFL head coach, I would have a guy on the headset, you know, in the booth that was telling me, okay, it's fourth and three right here. You need to do this this percentage probability, right? And then, I mean, I, I think you you take other things in too. I think Mike Vrabel's been a little bit too harshly criticized for the whole gut piece of it because I think there is something to that. I think there is something to having a feel for the game and that kind of stuff. But I would want somebody giving me numbers. Okay, if you do this, you have this percent chance. To, and listen, it's not always going to work out. That, that's the thing. Games, you know, as, as uh, Kenny Mayne used to say, games aren't played on, on paper. They're played inside TV sets. There are obviously things that, you know, change in games and variables, and guys don't do what they statistically should do all the time. I mean, we, we, we all understand that point. But anyway, back to the whole Derek Carty thing, like, of course, you know, a guy's not going to sustain five and a half, six, seven yards of carry over a, over a long period of time, over a season. But there's no reason to think he can't do it for four or five games. And that's, what, that's the, the middle of the run we're in here with Derrick Henry. And like I, like I said, I get it. I understand why you think that you, you keep, you know, not using him in DFS, so to speak, because of his price and all that. So like, I get that. And I understand the math behind that. You know, he said, Cardi said something like, well, this game's not for you. Listen, I mean, this game's probably not for me, but that, that's not why. But, like, I understand that piece of it, but to, to just say, well, there's no way he's going to continue to sustain that, I think it's a little bit crazy because we see what's happening right now. And while I think people can put too much faith in momentum and that kind of stuff, Derrick Henry has momentum right now. The Titans have momentum. Uh, the, this offensive line is, is playing together and they're coming off the ball, and so much of that can be attributed to confidence and the past success that they've been having. So I, I think just to completely dismiss that stuff is, is kind of dumb. I mean, that, that's just my opinion. Um, but I think we're seeing it week in and week out with what Derrick Henry is able to do, that sometimes the, you can plug your numbers into a spreadsheet, 
and the results that come out are not always going to match the results on the field, which again is interesting when I ask Cardi, okay, well, give me your projection for Henry on the year versus what he's actually done. And somehow he wasn't close to a computer, didn't have that in front of him and, and has never come back with that. That was a couple of days ago. So, I mean, I, I think that pretty much tells you all you need to know right there. All right, coming up, we'll get into a couple more things surrounding this upcoming game against Kansas City. All right, so obviously, you know, watching the Chiefs-Texans game on Sunday was wild. Um, The Texans, man, Bill O'Brien is a disaster. And, you know, I tweeted during the game that I hope they keep him forever because I think he's a terrible coach. And so the longer the Texans have a terrible coach, the better it is for the Titans. So I hope, and I hope they give him. I hope they, you know, sign him to to be the general manager too. Because now they don't have a top 100 pick in this upcoming draft. They're out of the playoffs. They, you know, Bill O'Brien's. I mean, it's just it, it's it's fantastic. It's fun to watch what's going on with Houston. And you know, to be up 24 and end up losing by 20. I mean, I, that's just that's crazy. Um, it, it was it was wild. We were having uh, it's my father-in-law's birthday this week, and so we were having lunch at my in-laws' house on Sunday for for his birthday. And so, you know, we're about to leave, go outside, throw in the football with my kids, get in the car. And it's a, I don't know, 20-minute drive from their house to our house. And in the tw- it was 24 to nothing when we left their house. And by the time I got home, it was like 21-24 and then 28-24, like right as soon as we walked in the door. We stopped by the grocery store, too. So anyway, but <laughs> all that to say, it, it just, didn't, just that quickly, the Texans just completely unraveled. And it was so much fun to watch. I think I would rather play the Texans because I think the Chiefs are a better offense. Um, probably a better overall team, but um, you know it, it was it was fun to see the Texans melt down like that because I hate those guys and, and so you know just like I said it's so much fun to, to watch them uh, go out in such a flaming disaster and so much fun to think about you know the the mess that Bill O'Brien has made trying to go all in to win this year and not getting past the divisional round. I mean it's, it's just fantastic to see. So anyway, that brings us to the Chiefs and look the the Chiefs offense is really really good. Right, I mean, we saw that when they were here, uh, the, when the Titans and the Chiefs played earlier this season back in November. Uh, they can they can put up points in bunches. They can do it in a hurry. They got all these guys all over the field that can run. I mean, it's just like they're they're fun to watch. Now, it's not as much fun to watch when your team is trying to defend them. Um, it was really fun to watch on Sunday. But you know, we we've got experience with this team. Obviously, the Titans have played the Chiefs a handful of times in the last couple of years. Um, the you know the Titans went up there and won two years ago in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, I saw that Mike uh, Mike Miracles has tweeted out uh, his you know all 22 reviews of the game earlier this year and the playoff game two years ago. And like he said, probably not a whole lot of, of significant relevance to that one, but it gives you an. I mean, still Andy Reid coaching, still you know some of those things. But um, you know, th- th- listen, th- they're really good. They're really good on offense. They're tough to defend. Um, you know, that game two years ago, if Cyprian doesn't knock Travis Kelsey out, I don't know if the Titans win that game. Um, but we know what the game plan is going to be for the Titans. They're going to come in, and they're going to hand it 22, right? Chiefs have been bad against the run all year. Chiefs defense has gotten better. They've been playing better of late, and they're probably better than they were when they came to Nashville in November. But I, I still like the matchup as far as that's concerned. I still like the ability to to run the offense through Derrick Henry, the thing that's so much fun about this team is that if the Chiefs want to stack the box and, and take Derrick Henry away, um, the Titans have weapons on the outside that, that can that, that can make them pay for that. Um, you know, they have got a quarterback that can distribute the ball. Uh, you saw, I mean, just a fantastic catch by Jonu Smith. Um, it, it's so great to see him kind of coming into his own uh, in that role because he's going to be, I mean, he's tight end one this year. 
But, you know, Delaney Walker's probably not going to be here next year. So, I mean, he's going to be actually be the guy from the jump. Um, and so it makes you feel good that, to see that he can handle that. Um, but listen, it's going to take, it's going to take points in this one. And, you know, the, we had so much talk as a, a fire truck's about to go by me here. Um, but we had so much talk, you know, in the week leading up to the Ravens game about, well, the Titans offense only scored 14 points against the Patriots, you know, and Derrick Henry, as much as y'all love him, he ran for 180, but they only scored 14 points. I mean, that was kind of the, you know, kind of the narrative that people like Jeff Schwartz and, and other people were pushing. And so there's no way they're going to go to Baltimore and win. This team, the, the, the thing that's so much fun about this team is that they can be whatever they want to be. And even, like, you go back to those teams. Like I said, the, the 2000 Titans team, um, the one that lost the Ravens in the, in the divisional round, is probably the best team that, that has ever been in Nashville. I mean, I, this team may push them for that. But in, in a lot of our minds that have been here that long, I think we would say that that's the best team they've ever had. But that team wasn't going to come out and beat you with explosive offensive plays. Like, that wasn't really in their game plan. If they got behind big, they, they weren't, they weren't going to come back. Um, this team can do that, and that's what's been so much fun to watch is to even, like, I mean, I just remember there have been games in the past where the Titans go down 7 nothing, and you feel like the game's over, right? I just remember I was at the, the Titans-Texans game, the one they lost here this year, and, you know, it was 14 and you felt like the Titans still had a chance, and obviously they pushed it and got it tied. They ended up losing that game, but you, you're not going to feel like this team is out of it um, until you get late in the game and you're down by a bunch. So it's just fun to have a team that is is complete because we just we haven't had very many of those teams. And um, you know I, I feel a little bit better about the defense. Obviously, early in the season the defense was was great. It was what was sustaining the team. And then you know you had the you had the fall off in the middle of the year. I think a lot of that was due to injuries. Um, losing Cam Wake was big. Losing Malcolm Butler was also big. But then especially when you had Malcolm Butler hurt, you had Lashawn Sims hurt. You had Adoree Jackson hurt, um, you know, kind of all at the same time. Um, you know, there are very few NFL teams, probably not any, that are going to be able to sustain that many injuries at one position. That's what really gets you is when you, you have all those uh, all those happening at the same spot. So, you know, but Adoree Jackson's back, and he's been great. He was, he's been really good. And, and the, really the balance of this season, he's been really good. So, um, you know, you feel good about him being out there in this game. Um, you know, he'll help combat some of that speed the Chiefs have and you know listen the Chiefs are going to score points I mean there's no doubt about that but I, I think you're going to see something similar to what you saw game plan wise the other night I think there's the Chiefs are going to put up yards like I said Mahomes threw for I don't know something stupid like 400 something yards when, when they were here before but you know Dean Pease all year has shown that he is perfectly happy to let teams you know get yardage you know in between the 20s but this team has been really good in the red zone They've kept other teams out of the end zone. I mean, if you look at where I saw something, and I wish I could remember who, who tweeted it now, but I saw something about all the, like where all the drives started the other night for the Ravens and, you know, how they only had 13 points or, you know, whatever it was. I mean, it was just amazing that even though the Titans were giving up yards and, you know, letting them, letting them get down the field, they were able to stop them and keep them from scoring touchdowns. So I think you're going to have to see something similar in this game. Like I said, you're not going to keep the Chiefs from getting yards. You're not going to t- keep the Chiefs from getting points. Titans are going to have to score, but you know I-, I feel good about where they are. Not not saying that I'm you know 100 sure they're going to win or whatever, but I don't know. I-, I feel better about this game than I did the Ravens game. And more than anything else, listen, it's fun, man. I mean, we're sitting here on you know whatever I don't even know what today is, January the 12th, 13th. 
uh, yeah, January the 13th, we're sitting here still talking about Titans football. And it's been, I mean, what? When was the last time it was the AFC Championship game? A long time ago. Um, I, I guess when they lost the Raiders. I don't even remember what year that was. Uh, that, that's the last time that, they, that they've been at the AFC Championship. This is the first time that they've won two playoff games since 1999, or the 1999 season, it was 2000. But um, this is the first time they've won two playoff games since 1999. I mean, that's wild. That's wild to think about. And again, you know, listen, I've, been, I've, had, I've had me see miracles for, since 2006, uh, Vince's rookie year was when we started. The first game we were live for was the, was the Cowboys game, which was Vince's first start and was the Albert Hainsworth stomp game. So we have done a lot of years, a lot of seasons with this team. And, you know, this is obviously the first time they've ever won two playoff games. They've only won three total playoff games in that time, which is just crazy to think about. But, you know, more than anything else, look, we feel good about where we're going, uh, feel good about what they can – what they're going to be next year. I mean, obviously we're still rooting for this and, and you know, want to see them make a run of the Super Bowl. I mean, that would be just – I mean, I, I can't even describe to you how much fun that would be. But, um, you, you know, more than anything else, I, I just – I feel really good about where this team is headed. I feel really good about the personnel that they have. Um, you, you know, all, all those things. It's just fun. Um, it, it's fun to watch. And like I said, it's fun to be talking about football. It's fun to be in Nashville and, and see this city care about the Titans again. And, you know, this, this fan base gets a, it gets a bad rap for a lot of things and not showing up to games and all that kind of stuff. But you understand it. You understand why, you know, just with the misery that they've been on the field, and even when they've been good at times, and we had a lot of talk about this a couple of years ago, they weren't fun to watch <laughs> necessarily. This team's fun to watch. They, they've got young guys that they're going to be able to build on, um, and it's so great. And like I said, it's so good to get see the city get behind them. And I've never seen anything like 1999 and that Super Bowl run and in the, the following year, just, you know, have the excitement of the city. And, and you saw the, the stuff with the Predators, uh, Stanley Cup a few years back. Um, you know, the, the city will be even more fired up than that in the time to make the Super Bowl because the NFL is just bigger than hockey. And, and this, don't get me wrong, for, for many years now, uh, the fan support in Nashville for the Predators has been better than the fan support for the Titans. I mean, there's no doubt about that. The Predators have been a better franchise. Um, but just when you talk about the scale and everything with the NFL versus the NHL and all that stuff, um, it, it's going to be huge. It's going to be so much fun. So, listen, I, I hope they can, you know, keep it rolling. One more week, and then we'll get a couple of week there, a couple of weeks here to lead up to the Super Bowl. It'd, it'd be so much fun. I mean, that, that's what we're cheering for. But like I said, more than anything else, just feeling good about where they are, feeling good about where they're going, uh, about you know the team, the coaching staff, all that stuff. So that that's that's been really fun to watch. Um, anyway, that'll do it for today. Like I said, just wanted to jump on here and, and kind of hit a hit a few things real quick as I was driving in. I know it points the audio quality is going to be a little bit rough. Sorry about that, but, um, you know, just driving down the road, that's kind of what happens sometimes. But with the way things get busy and all that stuff, um, you know, this is sometimes the, really kind of the only opportunity I have to jump on and do this. But anyway, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for reading. Uh, MuseumMiracles.com, the site has been really fun. Last couple of weeks, we've been getting, you know, a ton of hits and all that stuff. And, and I mean, listen, we're, we're all about being a community for Titans fans. And, and so I, I hope that that's been something that you've been able to take advantage of. Uh, if you want this podcast, uh, this show, me and Terry, uh, James and Justin, Titans Film Room Radio, uh, just subscribe to the feed. You just search me to see miracles wherever you get your podcast. You get you get all these shows on on the one feed. So that's really cool. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at jmorrismcm. You can follow the the Twitter account for me to see miracles at Titans MCM. Like I said, thanks so much for listening. Uh, let, you know, let's let's keep this rolling. A couple more weeks. 
be so much fun. But anyway, that's all for now, and we will talk to you again later this week.